0: Holes waiting, humming my nerd down it, who it riding my pony? Sad. <laughs> I sound. I sound like somebody that should be arrested. You guys, hi, hi. Part two, part two of so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey, episode fifty-three. This is entitled because, of course, we are listening to the one and only Pony by Genuine. Now, of course, this is part two of this episode. Like I just said, part one came out this morning and it had Faces by Bravo. It's going to get you set for the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion tonight. I am Team Denise. He is Team Rinna, Faces by Bravo. And we take you through the whole, the whole shebang. Plus, my parents are back in action on episode one. They really come through with an actual good interview. My dad admits to doing heroin. So if that's not a tease, I just, I don't know what else we can do for you. I mean, that's, let me explain how this works a little bit. I, um, I finished this episode last night's episode around 4am and it's 830am right now. I was literally having a dream about the podcast and then just figured I need to wake up and finish this thing. The dream was so weird. You guys, it was quarantine time and I was trying to finish the podcast. <laughs> so I went to a hotel that I couldn't afford and I passed out. I'm, do you guys know when you have dream? like this is so fresh in my mind when you have dreams and you're like, Oh, I totally remember that dream perfectly. And then you start telling it and you're like, wait, I don't know what I just remember. I woke up in a fancy hotel and was like, Oh my God, did the podcast come out? And then Danica Dow from Vanderpump rules was there she came in, but she came in from the back area and she had like a pile of new clothes and I didn't know if those were for me or not. Oh my God, I don't even know why I'm allowed to walk around the streets. The the, the clothes were for me and I, I realized that I still had to finish part two. And I was like, the peace and quiet of this hotel room is being disrupted. And I was like, when, and then all of a sudden I saw like my bag had been gone through, and I was like, oh my God, is my ex here? I think my ex popped in, and I was like, I wasn't even drinking, and I don't remember any of this. And then, so Danica was there, and then somebody says, my friend Janet, who's been on the show, says that you and Danica made out. And I'm like, what? I have no recollection of that. And then her ex-boyfriend, Brett, who they just had their entanglement thing, he was there. And I'm like, oh, my God, is Brett going to know that? We, is, did he? what is going on? And they came from a concert, which I was like, how are concerts even happening? We're in quarantine. I don't understand any of this. And then I'm just like, all of a sudden, a bunch of people come in. And I'm just sitting there trying to, like, untangle my equipment wires because they always get tangled up. And I'm like, I got to get out of here. I just got to finish part two. And then all of a sudden... Somebody starts rubbing my back and, like, massaging me, and it's Madonna. Madonna's rubbing my back. And Madonna's like, hey, how you doing? And I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm staring out at these people, and, like, it's like Danica, DJ James Kennedy is all of a sudden come, Raquel. They tell me Britney was there the night before, and I was making her laugh, and I was like, Britney? How did anybody get invited to this? And all of a sudden I was like, oh, are you going to tell me that asshole Jax was here? And then all of a sudden I look to the right, Jax is right there. And he's like, what? And I go, I'm totally joking. I knew you were there the whole time. I was just, I said, that's kind of my humor. It's not, it, uh, it doesn't all land. And um, I, I wish I could tell you I'm making this up. This was my dream. And then I, like, then it was like such light sleep, though, that I realized I had to pee. And then I was like, okay, I have to pee and start the podcast. And so I'm, I, so yeah, I'm awake again, you guys. I got to finish part two. How this works? Part one was all that good stuff, the interviews and all that stuff. Part two, we're gonna do a re uh, a lyric breakdown of that song "Pony" for my friend Kay Gold Half Moon Co on the Etsy store. You guys know Kay. Um, we're gonna do a breakdown of that for her because she's at that level on my Patreon um, that you get good things like me breaking lyrically that song down. Also, uh, then you're gonna get a recap of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Last week's season finale to get you in the mood for tonight's, tonight's, wow, part one of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion. And you've probably seen a couple clips, and you already know it's good. It's it's going to be frustrating to wait in between weeks to see all of, you know, just a wait. I hate the waiting of all, all of this. Uh, of course, we left you with the news last night that Lala and Randall are pregnant. It was fun to watch everybody catch up to that news. I was looking at that this morning. I love seeing all the meme accounts and their takes on it. Um, Yeah, follow me on Instagram if you don't. So bad, it's good with Ryan Bailey. Let's see. So, yeah, my whole point is the other recaps, Below Deck Med, Real Housewives of Potomac, and Real Housewives of New York are going to be over on the the Patreon. So I think it's worth it, you guys. Help me out. Um, Not help me out. I think it's a service to both of us. But uh, check out the Patreon. Uh, try it out for a month. Try the first month out. See if you like it. There's going to be a lot of content over there as we keep going with this. I think there's over 25 episodes of some sort over there. So I think that is really well worth it. So really consider it. Um, you know, maybe the Patreon's a great thing just to listen to, you know, gather the family around by a fireplace and just listen to the Patreon. I still have to wake up. Uh, I do need to say up top, I want to say thank you to my partner in crime, Maritza Lopez. Uh, Maritza does all my digital images, and she's just a real um, uh, artistic companion in the sense that I get to really bounce some really silly ideas off her. She's hysterical herself. She does so many great images for me. This week, we did a face-off image where we compared Chloe's face. Uh, her digital face and her real face, which I just love because that old movie Face Off. We did an Unsolved Mysteries, Michael Darby and Ashley. How? Why are they together? That's an unsolved mystery to me. And, uh, you know, we're always thinking of new things. So if you guys need beautiful images like she makes, just uh, shout at her on Instagram. DM her at Maritza, M-A-R-I-T-Z-A dot G-I-F. I know a couple people have reached out to her, and that's really exciting. That's so cool. So if you need a cool image for something, reach out to her, um, and I think she'd be happy to do it, Uh, but I really believe in her work so much. So, uh, yeah, really, really, uh, really strongly suggest that. Um, Oh, my God. Somebody just left a wild comment on my— These comments, you guys, as the— As the oh my god, as the uh, as the Instagram grows, it just seems like it sometimes brings out the crazy. Let's see this this comment goes. Go to www.vaccineguide to read full vaccine inserts. None of them have ever been tested for carniogenicity, multi- mutagenicity, or infertility. This is real. At Lala Kent, at Randall Emmett, at Stassi Schroeder, at the good—oh, great. At the good, the bad, the bogey. Go see what at Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is doing for children's health—oh, my God. Is this an anti-Vix Baxter thing? Especially in tyrannical California, light to you all. Like, What? And then you go to her profile, this girl, and it says, you must be 21 years or older to see this profile. What is, what is this? I, oh man, I don't know. Should I just, should I just delete the comment or do I leave the comment? This is what, I struggle with things like this now. Like I used to just be like, how do I pay my bills? Now it's how do I pay my bills and do I leave comments like this up? Like, or do I just delete the comment because I just don't want to... And this is a person that doesn't even follow me. I don't understand people. Oh, God. I don't want to... I'm going to delete. Um, okay. So, you guys, you ready to have fun? You ready to break down this song, Pony? You... One sec. I did wake up to some other news. Guess what? Dancing with the Stars cast revealed... So Dancing with the Stars Season 29 is back in business. And, of course, we knew this. We we suspected this. But it now confirmed Selling Sunset's Chriselle Souse joins the cast of Dancing with the Stars. Now, somebody pointed this out to me because of my Patreon recaps where they had a poster. No, a picture of all the the Selling Sunset girls celebrating something. And I suspected it was Season 4. But a couple listeners emailed me to say they were celebrating Chrishell making Dancing with the Stars, which makes a lot of sense. I also have to point out that Christine had been posting dancing training dancing photos with Mikey, uh, Erica Jane's creative director, and I think that now in retrospect was her showing the Dancing with the Stars producers, I'm serious, I'm ready. And I kind of, Christine, um, Christine, there was an article about her in the, I think, the New York Times magazine, which is, you know, Nothing to shake your head about, but I think she Christine has a lot of money to burn. She is very passionate. She really wants to get to that next level. And I think Christelle is getting the majority of the limelight. So I have to imagine I don't I don't think I'm speculating too much when I say that's gotta be really frustrating for Christine because I, I Christine really wants it. Christelle so it's just really easy. It, it's really interesting because it really pits that good versus evil in terms of even how the show presents them. I'm not saying Christine's evil, but that's how the show presents her. So it's interesting to see something like this, and I wonder if that really kind of hurt her, you know? Who knew? Um, Who else do we got on Dancing with the Stars? I don't watch Dancing with the Stars, but I think the casting is usually the most interesting part of it. Who else do we got here? Uh, Monica Aldama. Now, Monica, you guys, is the coach from Cheer. So that's insane. I think that's a really interesting choice. She's really intense. I'm not a huge fan of Monica and what she put those kids through a lot of the times. Um, That's just a personal opinion, but of course, head coach for Navarro. Can't wait to see season two of Cheer. I hear they are filming that, actually. This is a wild one, you guys. This is where it's like 2020, man. You just don't quit. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin, CEO of Big Cat, Cat Rescue. Uh, star of Tiger King, and potential murderer of her husband, is going to be on Dancing with... Why not put OJ? Why not put OJ in Dancing with the Stars? Carol Baskin will be in that. I mean, uh, what if she wins? Um. Okay, we got Caitlin Bristow. Caitlin Bristow, of course, was the bachelorette. She used to date that shovel-faced guy, Sean. Um, okay, whatever. Uh, Vernon Davis, 15-year-old NFL veteran for the uh, Washington Redskins. I don't know a lot about him. This is an interesting one, Anne Heche. Now, Anne Heche, the actor. Remember, Anne Heche was one of Ellen DeGeneres' first public girlfriends? And their story kind of ended tragically. There is a whole thing about Anne Haish. Where she literally lost her mind and was, like, r- like kind of tr- running through the desert and walking, like, running up to strangers' people's houses, and she was saying she was, like, Jesus Christ, like, totally whacked out of her mind. This was, like, man, this was, like, two decades ago or something? This is a long time ago, but I swear to God I'm not making that up. Uh, we got Sky Jackson. Sky Jackson um, has already been named to the Hollywood Reporter's inaugural Top 30 Stars Under 18 list. Uh, He is known for the Disney Channel hit series, Jesse. Oh, okay. Sure. I love Jesse. Of course, we all know that's the spinoff series of a show called Bunked. (laughs) So we got that. I always think it's like kind of unfair when you have like younger kids with like better bones in this, you know? I feel like if a younger kid competes in Dancing with the Stars, you should break a leg and let them dance on that. Uh, Then we got Justina Mikado, who's a very talented actor. She's the lead in One Day at a Time that used to be on Netflix and is now on Pop TV. We also have Jeannie Mai. Jeannie Mai is the Emmy Award-winning host uh, from The Real. I met her in person once at my acting studio, and she is gorgeous, you guys. Uh, Of course, for all you, uh, you fans of music, AJ McLean. The guy who likes to shave patterns into his beard. So that's going to be interesting. Oh, this is a good one. Jesse Metcalf. Is it? No, that's not a good one, but it's just an interesting one. Jesse Metcalf, of course, was shot to fame in the show Desperate Housewives and has gone on. Oh, my God, you guys. Nelly, Nellie's going to be in it. Nellie. Wow. That's huge. Nellie. Who knew? Wow, Nellie. That shocked me. I wonder if he's going to wear a— Remember when Nellie used to wear a Band-Aid on his face as part of his uh, his whole bit? That's cute. Um, then Charles Oakley. Charles Oakley is another basketball player. And then this is another interesting one, Nev Schulman. Nev Schulman is, of course, the producer, photographer, and TV host of the show Catfish. Catfish. Of course, Chrishell, and then Johnny Weir. Johnny Weir, of course, is a, a pop culture phenomenon. He's a superstar of figure skating. I think that's un- like that's another one that I think is completely unfair. Why put him in it? He's way too talented at movement. Like I feel like that really stacks the deck. I don't get when they do things like that. It's like it's like people that go to karaoke that are always like already like amazing and they just live for karaoke. It's like I want to. They should only let bad singers at karaoke or singers that like he might be good tonight or he might be horrible. That's the karaoke I want to watch. I don't want to watch the karaoke where it's like, oh, that's so sad. Like this is like your thing. Sorry, I know that's a lot of people's things. I do know that. I'm only bagging on it because I'm extremely scared of karaoke. I've sang karaoke once in my life And it's one of For some reason I'd rather public speak Than karaoke Like karaoke scares The shit out of me So Dancing with the Stars Will you be tuning in? I think that's gonna be An interesting thing I also think I also think that song By Genuine Pony Is extremely interesting what is that song about, you guys? Also, a fun fact, Maritza, who I was just talking about, she told me Genuine's real name is Elgin Lumpkin. E-L-G-I-N Lumpkin. Elgin Elgin Lumpkin. Think about if you had a name called Elgin Lumpkin. Whew. Elgin Lump. My name's Elgin Lumpkin, and this is Pony. Like if you had Pony by Elgin Lumpkin, it would not it would make you feel creeped out by listening to the song even more. But Pony by Genuine, that kind of fits, you know? So let's do this. You know, I think you guys know if you listen to the podcast, I do have a gift, a gift given, I'm presuming, from God, um, who gives all things gifts. <laughs> and also Genuine, I'm looking at a picture of him, and he is uh, from the video, and he's making the weirdest face. Genuine has a weird a weird noggin. So I do break down lyrics. Let's see what this one means. Let's see if we can surprise people with the meaning of this song, because I think a lot of times, a lot of people will think, oh, I know what the song is about, and then I will lyrically break it down, and it's just not it, it's not what, so Pony already, I'm thinking, hey, this is a song about either a pony that's turning into a mare, or a horse, like, you know, it's, it's a pony going through, um, you know, a coming-of-age moment, you know, when a when a pony turns into a full-blown horse. So that's what I think immediately when I hear the word pony. But okay, so but let's see what, what it actually is about when we go to the lyrics. It goes, I'm just a bachelor. I'm looking for a partner. Now that's like, that's like really, that's cool because this is somebody that's like, I'm done with the plan. I need to build a life with someone. This is somebody that, obviously has just gone torn up towns just sleeping with people not calling them back you know ghost what we call ghosting kids um just a lot of not ghosting kids but ghosting comma kids um like hey kids he's been ghosting um so he's saying like hey it's time like elgin me elgin i'm ready to settle down i need to i need to find somebody to walk through this life with and i think that's so important and i also don't want to i don't want to say that's the only way because a lot of people can walk through this world alone and that's honestly just as good of a way to walk through this world but this guy is like i want to walk through this world with somebody so this is somebody in search and he's in uh what i imagine to be an rv camper and he's going from town to town looking for a partner he's really serious about this cuz he he lives in um the the sacramento area And he's just like, I'm not going to find it in Sacramento. So he's off on a world tour to find a partner. And the next one goes, someone who knows how to ride without even falling off. And this is like what, it's so cool because this this is a guy that's also like, I'm passionate about horse riding. I love it. I need whoever I'm with in this world to not just love horse riding, but be good at it. I want somebody that's going to ride that's never going to fall off. And, you know, he's tried in the past, you know, tying girls to the horse and it just never works. So he needs somebody with good abs, good balance, um, because he wants to go fast on the horse because that's part. It's not just like little gal. He wants to gallop. He wants to canter, you know. And then it goes, got to be compatible, take me to my limits, which is, that's just also a deeper meaning of relationships. He's also saying, of course, I want to take to the limits of like horse riding, but also take it to the limits of what we can do as people, how we can push each other to be better people, more emotional people. Like, how do we touch each other's souls? Like, 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 how do we have sexy time with just our minds, you know? And then it says, girl, when I break you off, I promise that you won't want to get off and what he's saying is that like when I break you off with some of these ideas I have in my mind about how the world works, you're going to be like, I want to ride those ideas all night long. I want to ride that mind of yours all night long and vice versa. And that's, what's so exciting about relationships. And I love what he's done here is compared it to horse riding. Cause it is about horse riding, but it's also about being sexy with our minds. You know, have you ever done that? Of just like, I, with all you guys in quarantine, if you're with your significant other, say, hey, it's been six months. Would you mind if I got sexy with my mind today with you? Would you want to get sexy with your mind with me? With me? You always got to ask if you want to be um, sexy with each other's minds. It's always got to be an ass thing. Uh, and then it goes, if you're horny, let's do it. Ride it, my pony. Whoa. Okay. Hmm. That's interesting. I didn't see it going there. If you're horny, let's do it. Ride it, my pony. Oh. Okay, okay, I see what he's doing. So he's saying if you're if you're mind horny, if you're horny for ideas, let's get the ideas going. Ride it. Jump on my pony, which is, of course, we establish his brain. He goes, my saddle's waiting. Come and jump on it. And I imagine he's pointing to his head. He goes, my saddle's waiting. Hop on this head of ideas. Come and jump on it. If you're horny, let's do it. Ride it, my pony. My saddle's waiting. Come and jump on it. And I think it's just so brave of any man or woman to say, hey, I'm starved for intellectual ideas. I'm starved for intellectualism. I'm starved for good conversation. And that's what this dude's doing. It's so brave. And that's what I think kind of he's a little he's a little coward because he could just say I'm starved for ideas. But he's using the whole pony thing as like a metaphor. And I think you can just come out and say it sometimes. But I think this is a huge step for genuine or Elgin as as it as, as it is. Um, then it goes sitting here flossing, peeping your stilo. Now stilo, of course, I believe, is a horse riding tool of some sort. I think it's that um, it's like the boots, you know. So he's flossing his teeth. He's looking at her uh, shoes, and it goes just once. If I have the chance, the things I would do to you, you and your body, every single portion. Since chills up and down, your juices flowing down your thigh? What the fuck is this? What? Wait a sec. If you're horny, let's do it right at my pony. My saddle's waiting. Come in. If we're gonna get nasty, baby, first we'll show and tell till I reach your ponytail. Lurk all over and through you, baby, until we reach the stream. You'll be on my jockey team. Oh my God, you guys. This is about fucking. Oh my God, these talking about having sex. This isn't about minds at all. Do DC, they throw the best damn party. New York, they throw the best damn party. VA, they throw the best damn party. I'm about to wreck your body and say turn the party out. Yo, G, yo, what's up, Rob? What's up, genuine? Chillin, dog. Bunch of honeys in this place. Nah, not like it, man. Yo, man, what's up with you, boy? What is this? I know, man. I'm just chillin', man. I'm on no about all this shit. I know. What's up, boy? You looking for that one girl, right? Yep, trying to get that one. Is this even part? I think this, hmm. Is this like a sketch afterwards? I don't. I don't know what that part is. I just looked up pony lyrics and then it has all this like monologue of like, and then I'm going to go talk to Tisha Campbell. You know what we're going to do? This is what we're going to do. We're going to slam these right here. Where's she at? And you're going to go, I'm wow. So I, I'm so sorry, you guys, if families are listening, I feel so horrible saying that's about mind, mind connection when that's really about, you know, that's straight up sex. I think he's, talking about things dribbling down legs and, um, yeah, I'm so sorry, Kay. I, I know you would not never have chosen a song that was that dirty. Um, so that I, I hate if And if I'm the one that has, Oh uh, God, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Like you guys, if you've liked that song your whole life and you just found out that was about sex, I imagine you're probably going to have a pretty bad day. And I'm so, so sorry. The only thing I can do, I feel like, to make it better is to recap a little show called Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. really have to find a better way to record these i'm laying in the bunk bed again and i won't be in the bunk bed next week but i just got to find a better use of my time so this episode is called denise and desist very clever um so yeah what a season it's been you guys it has given us so many great moments of course beverly hills really seems to love to make a mountain out of a molehill and they keep making these issues bigger and bigger and bigger and i think that's what we've gotten stuck in with the denise stuff but unfortunately for, I mean, fortunately, the Denise stuff is actually just more entertaining than Lucy Lucy Apple Juice. So it, it it turned out to be a way better season. But it's almost in spite of everything, it turned out to be a good season. Plus, the production team really hats off. They really, really went above and beyond this year to make sure something was happening. And I really do. I think you got to give them credit for that. They really leapt at making things happen. They put a cattle prod to Erica Jane. Dorit stepped up teddy still boring as fuck i mean it's awesome so okay remember and remember how the season started at the very end with kyle saying we were all so happy it was hard to imagine how terrible things would become i just so amazing so we start off this episode of the season finale with kyle talking to jordan who is sutton's store director at her store sutton i gotta go inside that place they are really going all out in fashion these ladies um and Sutton's like, I really love you, and I would love to carry your line in my boutique. My line, um, and and Kyle's like, my line is not couture. But her clients might like Yacht Rock. And she's like, "He, I made a Yacht Rock joke. Because remember earlier in the season, Sutton had no clue what Yacht Rock is. And Kyle just likes those. I think they're called caftans. Guys, uh, ladies, I'm so sorry. I really, uh, fashion for me, I've re- told you time and time again, it's just a blind spot for me. I don't know what I'm doing with fashion. So please forgive me uh, when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, she's like, um, you know, I'll let you put your 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 caftan shit, your yacht shit, and I'll do a little window for you. And that's like a huge thing. For somebody like Sutton, I imagine, who spends so much money on clothes to kind of give you a thumbs up or to like vouch for you, I think it's huge for Kyle. So that's a huge win for her. Uh, we go to Garcelle. Um, you know, she is ready to film, guys. This this thing that she's producing, she's finally found the director. They're ready, ready to go. Split marriage is is gonna, I predict... This movie called Split Marriage is gonna be bigger than Avatar. It's huge, you guys. It's gonna be bigger than Kyle Richards in Halloween. This is what we're talking about. I think in reality it's gonna be a lifetime movie, but they're acting like it is all the godfathers combined. Everybody's like, let's make a kick-ass movie. And now we're to PK and Dorit and their party planner, Nick. I love that we get the names of all these people. Like I will if I ever have a party planner, I it'll be my mom. Um she has a creepy puppet at the front door that looks like... Have you ever seen that movie, The Game, where Michael Douglas stares in this puppet's eye and like the puppet like is videotaping him? That's what this puppet looks like. It's a creepy puppet, and I imagine PK doing weird things to it when nobody's around. Uh, so they're throwing a housewarming... Sorry, PK, if you're listening. They're throwing a housewarming party, and we've dealt with a lot of BS in the past. Um, Dorit lets us know. But she's like, with this house, the kids are able to enjoy every single space in this house. They even have an inside slide, you guys. When I was a kid, I would have killed for an inside slide. And then Dorit's like, why is everybody f- why is everybody so fixated? You know, this isn't the real tax returns of Beverly Hills. I'm C3. I'm Dorit PPO. Dorit DPO. EP- I'm Dorit PPO. Um, Dorit says her and Rina has bar- have buried the hatchet. And now she's one of her best friends, so she really believes that people can get through anything, and I think that's a very positive notion. And I think that's why Dorit had the season she did. Um, Dorit is explaining to PK the situation, and I got to tell you guys, PK, though, I get that PK is an older man. I don't care about that part. What I care about is Dorit dressing him like he's streetwear. Um, I find it weird. I like his clothes personally. And I think I could pull them off a hair better than PK, but he has these like colorful stripes on his pants. He's like, hello, i PK. Let's go play biscuit ball down the alleyway. It's just weird. And they're talking and, and, and Dorit's like, you have to finish. Let me finish a thought PK. And he goes, I'm a great listener. If I respect the person I'm listening to, it can't be a 10 minute speech. And, uh, you know, P.K.'s like, don't bring me into it. He's wearing Timberland boots. Um, He's like, I only want to be involved if somebody's attacking you. It's cute, though. I got to say, it's not as annoying as P.K. usually has been. P.K. has really done a turnaround this season as well. Dorit says, it's not about you, and we'll keep it that way. And then the producers put up the, 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 the word Friday on screen. So you know two things, that it's Friday. That's an interesting thing. And secondly they start this kind of thing where they're like putting timestamps up on the screen. And I love that. It's very exciting. Makes my nipples totally hard. Sorry guys. So now Lisa and Teddy are having coffee and they call Erica. Who's in the Theta. Erica of course is a Theta actor. Now Erica says she's walking to work with a backpack and you, you know, you've really made it when you've, you see your face on a trash can because they have Chicago ads there. And I think that's a nice little moment. Teddy goes, you left, the town. you left town at the right point. Because she's referring to Denise and she's lame as hell. Rinna says, clearly Denise has not been honest, you guys. She goes, I'm torn because I would like to be a good friend. And I'd like to be a great friend. But maybe I have been a great friend. And she hasn't been a great friend. Like, Rinna, what's, up, what's going on in your life, Rinna? Like, really, what's going on with you? Like, what's going... Have you learned any dance moves? Like, this is getting so old. Like, you you talking about yourself being a great friend, a good friend, a whatever friend. Who cares? Literally, who cares? Who cares? Um, So, we're now already... Oh, yeah, then Rena goes, sometimes you have to sleep in that bed. She's talking about Denise. Like, you know, sometimes you have to sleep in that bed. And sometimes that bed is full of knives and snakes. Oh, chill out, Rinna. Take a Xanax. So now we're the night of the party. PK comes out in a hideous sports jacket. They're all getting ready. And Dorit's like, maybe not tonight or ever. (laughs) Kyle is getting glammed. She's like, I just imagine her glam team. She always just goes, Casey Musgraves, please make me look like Casey Musgraves. And they're like... We'll do our best. Rinna is uh, trying on one of her wigs, and she's like, huh, what are we going to name her? She names all of her wig characters. It's just, it's a lot, you guys. I just, it's getting old for me. I don't know if it's getting old for you. I just, Denise, you know, Rinna has character names when she puts on wigs. Yay, you know? Yay and garcelle is getting glam she lets us know that uh she's gonna pick up denise uh teddy is with her boring kids no i'm sorry i meant teddy is boring and her kids are there um so now we're at dorit's house and this is amazing this is my favorite moment of the show this like guy comes out with like a handlebar mustache and like looks like he's from a renaissance fair and he's like i'm renee your pyro guy and she's like you're here to light the candles and he's like yeah could you imagine having a pyro guy? Like, that's the dream. That's like the top of the mountain for me. Um, Lisa comes into the party, and PK's like, Hey, Lisa, I want you to taste something. Oh, I want you to taste something. It's non alcoholic champagne, huh? Huh? Taste it, huh? Tastes just like champagne, huh? Huh? I'm going to sell it. PK is going to sell non alcoholic champagne, I guess. Like, I think that's. I, you know. I'm all for people not drinking, but like do you really want to be reminded of the taste of alcohol? Like just drink a soda or something, you know? Like why do we why do we have to do this to ourselves? And Lisa goes, I'm not gonna do that. It's like sex without an orgasm. What's the point? Have water and then she does one of her Ha 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 so funny. Ha 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 Just laughs at her own jokes and talking heads. It's like it's literally It's like Heath Ledger would be like, oh, my God. Heath Ledger literally got some of his Joker stuff from Lisa Renner. Rest in peace, Heath. Um, They're telling um, uh, Dorit—oh, yeah, they're talking about Dorit's room and uh, Teddy. And they're like, it's good. It's great. Yeah. Kyle comes in. Mauricio comes in. You can tell Mauricio's already stoned. Faye Resnick, Kyle's friend, is with her. That's amazing. Amazing. Uh, Rinna is like complimenting people's hair and people are complimenting Rinna's wig. And, uh, she's talking to Faye and, and Faye's like, our husbands can have girlfriends now referring to when they put on wigs. It means like, which is such a dark, I mean, I know it's like a off one off flippant joke, but it's like, you're literally saying like, yeah, our husbands totally want to fuck other girls and it's thank God we have wigs. Um, and, uh, yeah, and Lisa goes, Heidi's very sexual. You know, Heidi, that's who she is with the wig. And she's like, one of my one of my wigs works at Starbucks. Who imagine. Sutton comes in, passes by the no alcoholic champagne. She's like, nope. Uh, she sent to read a housewarming gift. Of course she did because she's so amazing. Also, I saw, what's her name? Just like there was a casual shot of Adrian Maloof walking in. Just like a really tiny shot. That was odd, but I was glad to see her there. Um, so now, um, Garcelle is outside Denise's hotel room. I don't know why she's in a hotel room though. That is weird. Um, she is talking to chocolate Michael. Remember she calls her boyfriend chocolate Michael. They're talking about chicken and he goes, you, you get really animated talking about chicken. And she's like, Oh yeah, you think I'm animated? Let's talk diamonds. He's like, you want to talk diamonds, baby? She's like, yeah, let's talk diamonds. He's like, how many carrots? She goes, I would never say. So she goes, oh, it's just, he goes, it's just a gesture. And she goes, no, I wouldn't say that. So it's like, man, sexy diamond talk, you guys. She lets us know she didn't have sex for seven years after her divorce. Think about that. Think about that. That's, for such a beautiful lady, that's crazy. I mean, I was just, uh, hats off, Garcelle. I mean, not pants off, obviously, but hats off. She goes, um, so now we're at the party. Everybody's gathered around, and PK's, PK's. my wife's got something to say here. Speech. And Dorit's like, we thank everybody for being here. And Phoenix goes, why are you being so loud, Mommy? Whisper it. Phoenix is a little star in the making. We all see it. I'm not even joking. I think Phoenix really is a star in the making. Um, And she goes, Mommy teaches them well. We get introduced to Simon Winthrop, a mentalist, an illusionist that steals Teddy's ring. The most exciting thing that's been attached to Teddy in a while is just that whole bit. Um you tell Mauricio's like whoa oh my god i'm so high right now oh, oh my god this is amazing um Mauricio's just dumbfounded uh Garcelle is saying you know Denise isn't there uh she comes into the party tells everybody that De- Denise isn't going to be in there Rina if you if you freeze frame on Rina's face which i do cuz i'm a nerd uh, she looks completely crestfallen. Like, like her scene partner didn't come. She was like, "I was supposed to have a scene with Denise tonight, and now I can't have it. I need that attention. I can't get the attention tonight. I am gonna have to dance extra hard on Instagram later." They all, they're like, "We we should check our phones to see if Denise called." Denise ain't calling you guys. You not Denise. Is, Denise doesn't consider you guys real friends. Weirdos. Teddy and Kyle says they, oh, they thought this was happen, And then Dorit's like, Garcelle, you missed the magic. <laughs> Rena shows Dorit the text me- exchange from Denise the night before. Everybody loves to show Denise's text messages. Like, Denise, it's like, girl, run. Do not text anybody anymore. Don't text these losers. They're just like, I'll show you what we talked about. And they just had a very casual conversation about what they were going to wear. And then she's under to Dorit. Dorit, Rinna goes, Maybe she turned her phone off. Or maybe she blocked you. It's like, Rita, why would you put that in somebody's mind? You're leading the witness, you know? Dorit says, I thought I was supportive to Denise. Denise D- Dorit goes, I just called Aaron. I love that Dorit has Aaron's number. Can you imagine? Like, Aaron, this is Dorit. Sorry to use the number you gave me. But I was wondering if Denise was in your purview. you. Garcelle says... I'm there for your honor and I respect that. Oh, um, oh. Garcelle says, if I'm there for you, honor and respect that. She's talking about Denise, talking about like showing up for you. But she tells the other ladies, she's like, she thought Brandy was going to be here. You know, was Brandy invited? And everybody's like, Dorico's, of course not. And you can see Kyle with Kyle's face like twinges a little bit. And you can tell. And then all of a sudden, Kyle goes, there's lasagna, guys. We got to eat this lasagna. And Rinna, Rinna, of course, is being like jumping on anything. She goes, ah, lasagna. Rina has not eaten lasagna in, I would imagine, decades. Um, she never misses a chance to be agreeable and just overly loud, just like me. Um, Michael is wandering around the party, uh, Chocolate Michael. And then... Garcelle's Michael is talking to uh, Sutton's Michael and tells Sutton's Michael that they they talked about rings in the limo and chocolate Michael's like, yeah, we're that we're at that point. We're at the ring point. And uh, Sutton's Michael's like, congratulations, buddy. Congratulations. That's amazing, buddy. Like real like guy on real guy on guy hours there, you know, like just that's like dudes being dudes of like, hey, we also take care of ladies, you know, Um so Dorit says she got a call from Camille last night and she heard that they got together. This is weird. So it's like all of a sudden, like, and then all of a sudden we see a camera of Denise at uh, Camille's. It's just weird. Kyle's like, someone saw them together the night before. It's like, Kyle, who saw them together the night before? You mean production saw them together? Of course, because there's filming of it. Of course that you heard they were together. That's so, it's such a weird lie i think rena goes why would denise want to reach out to camille it's i guess imagine rena it's the same way you try to manipulate every situation to make you look good she's trying to just protect herself maybe or maybe the show had her do it and then lisa goes in a talking head you can manipulate camille with a blindfold all on and a ball in her mouth what does that even mean you can manipulate Camille, like, in sexual s and You can manipulate Camille with a blindfold on and a ball in your mouth. A ball in her mouth? It's just so weird. And then all of a sudden, Garcelle goes, is that Brandy? And everyone acts like they didn't know Brandy was coming. They're like, oh! And Brandy's like, hey! <laughs> full face of makeup, full clothes, just, like, ready to rock. Dorit comes up, and she's like, I'm so surprised. And we see Kim. She's with Kim Richards. And she's like, Kim, I didn't know this was your plus one. And... She goes, hey, you know, never mind the problems with Brandy. I have problems. Never mind the problems with Denise. I actually have problems with her. This is like only the third time that Dorita's like seen, you know, Brandy. Uh, Also, so that's all weird. And then also Kim, Kyle is complimenting Kim's new boobs. And Kim's like, Mauricio, touch him. Touch the boobs. Touch him. Mauricio's like, fuck, I'm high. Should I touch him? Like, what? (laughs) he's like... Uh, should I touch, he's like looking at Kyle. Should I touch your sister's boob? I mean, that potentially could be the darkest moment of the entire season. And nobody's talking about it. I mean, that the Richards family, you gotta, you gotta, like, they're, they're, they're boob touching. They're having sex at dinner tables. Remember when Kyle said that a couple episodes ago with people at the table? Like, it's wild. So Sutton is talking to Brandy and she goes, you're the topic of combo. You guys just need to work this out honestly, honestly. This is too much. And then Sutton goes, you know, I know Brandy a little bit because we go to the same skincare specialist, which um, Sutton, you look great. Brandy, maybe Brandy hasn't gone in a while. I don't know. I don't want alcohol. It can wreck the skin. Um, And then this breaks my heart. Sutton in a talking head goes, obviously, no one's going to say this. She goes, she's talking about Denise and and Brandy, the rumor. She goes, obviously, no one's going to say they slept with me. Look at me. And at first I thought she was, like, saying, like, kind of bragging about herself. Then I realized she was saying she wasn't pretty enough to have rumors. And I'm like, girl, you are w- you are more attractive to Brandy than Brandy to me. Like, I, I, I really, that made me so sad. I think Sutton's a really beautiful lady. And I'm not, there's no shade, no joke. I really, I think she, and, and the more I get to know her on the show, the more I find her attractive. What and I love her. Uh, Brandy tells Dorit she sent Denise a text saying that she would be would be here. So Denise did know. Denise did know about Brandy Cummings. So that actually kind of holds more water about why she's not there. Uh, Mauricio and PK are talking. And, uh, you know, Mauricio's like, great house, but kind of like half-heartedly because Mauricio, of course, is, you know, a lead agent at the agency that sells houses and he sees the best of the best. And it's like, <laughs> he's like... Yeah, it's he's. this is a great property. And PK goes, I've had a lot of great property in my life, you know, so this is good. And you can just tell PK is like, I mean, I just feel like he's had a lot of gambling issues, so he's lucky to have like a house, and he, you can tell he knows that. Um, What's this line? First you make me a cheater, and now you make me a liar. Oh, he's talking about Brandy. Oh, also, that was something that Sutton... That Sutton said to Brandy that I loved in that previous, Sutton goes to Brandy, maybe one day, you know, you can learn not to say stuff, which is just so brilliant. And Brandy goes, honey, not happening. And it's like, Brandy, you really should consider that. I I really feel like she thinks it's she thinks she's going to be celebrated for behavior like this. And in the end of the day, you're not. And I'm just shocked she hasn't learned that by now. It just makes her look bad in a weird way and kind of tacky. Um, you know, it just is, it's kind of tacky. It really, I just, I, I I think it's just, it's tackiness. I really think it's so gross, her behavior when she does stuff like this. Um, Even if she has slept with Denise, which I'm pretty sure she has, but it's like, I I don't know. Nobody's making you a liar. I think when it comes to sex, we realize people are like kind of not even demure, but you don't go run around like saying who you've slept with. And, you know, I don't know. It just, it was kind of gross. So I love when Sutton said that. and, You know, Brandy's then talking to Garcelle. Garcelle says, I don't want to see her text. I want to hear it from Denise. I choose to believe her because she's my friend, which I thought was just really nice. You know, Garcelle kind of also knowing that probably what did happen. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to believe my friend still. Dorit, uh, they all realize that Denise isn't going to be there. So they're kind of scrambling. They're like, Dorit's like, let's do the tradition from the Fountain of Trevi with the ice cubes. And they all, I think they think this is going to be the last scene of the whole season. So they're all trying to like put on a happy face of like give them the old razzle dazzle and they're throwing ice cubes into a pool like they've cleared out the party. It's like, okay, cool. And 15 minutes later, it says, they put the text up 15 minutes later, Garcelle was talking to a producer in the car with Chocolate Michael. And the producer goes, we got a text from Aaron. There was a family emergency and we have to bail. Produce, producer tells Garcelle, you defended her and she bailed on you. It's ridiculous. The producer shouldn't be saying that. That's like leading the witness again. That's like getting Garcelle to say it's ridiculous. That's not right. Like it's that's weird to me. And it, I love that they put it in there, but it's weird. Um, so now we're in a separate scene, new scene. Rena at a bar meeting Garcelle and Dorit for a Christmas drink. Rena is wearing a doctor's jacket with a Burberry logo on it. It's weird. They're talking about Christmas plants. Dorit comes in. The, all, all the ladies are wearing logos. It's like when I wear Old Navy, I like to make sure everybody sees the Old Navy logo. I wish Old Navy would put more logos on their clothes. And not just like the American flag shirts they do at the 4th of July. But I'm talking like all. I want people to know I wear Old Navy. I'm telling you, man. If I can ever get. Uh, if I can. ever. Oh, my God. Somebody actually, as I just said that, DM me about Old Navy. That's insane. Wow. That person must have psychic abilities. Anyways, they're talking. Um, you know, Garcelle says she talked to Denise, um, and Denise said she didn't want to come there because she didn't want um, Garcelle to lie for me. There wasn't a family emergency. Garcelle tried to hang out with her again, and and she bumped. She bailed on her again. Um, Rena says, "Why wouldn't she reach out to me? I wonder." Because you're horrible, Rinna. You guys aren't friends. You've established you're a shithead towards her. Why would she? Why would you ever consider her to reach out to you? Uh, we have a flashback to Garcelle talking to Rinna uh, and says she believes you're the bad guy in this movie. Dorit says, Dorit is there. She's like, is she, Dorit goes, is she going to be doing press for the movies and control this narrative? Like, Denise, it's been a while since Denise has been in a film where she's done press for Usually, press is done for big films, and Denise just doesn't work in big films anymore. And that's no shade to her; it's just that's how it works. So it's cute when Dorit's like, "Will she do press junkets about this?" And Rena, this is when Rena does like detective work. She's like, Denise posted a sympathy post. Why post that after the party? Because she posted a picture of her in the hospital bed. I couldn't show up to the party because I was recovering it and it worked like a charm. She goes, she was married to Charlie Sheen. She fought him in the press for 14 years with 14 different lawyers. We will all be the bad guys, the mean girls. If you don't think she's capable of this, you're crazy. Calm down, Lisa. So the next, we find the next day, January 8th, she sent a cease and desist letter to, to uh, everybody. So, Kyle's talking to Rina on the phone and she goes, if you ask me, we'll never see Denise Richards again. Kyle says she's scared to show us who she is. Rina goes, I know. It's sad. And then we get the text up that says, two weeks later, guys. Denise calling Aaron in a car. Do you mind if I stop by Rena's house on the way home? And he's like, 5G towers. Uh, the government. Big ph- is Big Pharma following you? Make sure you check for Big Pharma. And uh, he's like, I got a big old wiener. Um, <laughs> And uh, he, you know, so she it's a flashback of then Denise calling Rinna and she goes, Lisa, and she goes, Denise. And she's like, I can know. Can I come over on the way home? She goes, you can come here if you have an open mind and an open heart. And then I'll talk to you. And it's like, girl, you don't need to put conditions on it. You're lucky to be doing a scene with her. Give me a break. And Denise immediately fires back. I'm not coming to you for a therapy session. I'm coming to you as a friend. I love that. And, um, and she's like, I'm not beating you over the head. Well, and then Rina goes, well, that's how I feel. That's how I feel. And then we're back to the car. Aaron goes, go and ask her why she doesn't treat you the way you treat her. So now we're at the door. Rina gives Denise a huge hug. Like, it's funny. It's like, what? You are, you're so, you're all fuckers are so fake. Also fake. It's so funny. And then Denise is like, thanks for letting me come over. I miss you. And she goes, I miss you too, Denise. She says her name, Denise. So what can we do to move past this? And she goes, did you know Brandy was going to be there? I did know Brandy was going to be there, Denise is saying. And that's why I didn't show up. And Rena goes, so there wasn't a family emergency? You knew, Rena. there wasn't a family Calm your tits. And Lisa goes, you didn't respond to me. And she goes, I responded to Garcelle and Reed. And Rinna goes, I have a screenshot of the text. Rinna goes, it's a lie. Then she goes, it's not my business. <laughs> Rena the whole fucking show is about you making this your business. This is why I'm so mad at Rina. This is exactly the same. It's like, what? You say this shit and then you make it your business. It's so bizarre and weird. She brings up the very long text message thread with Brandy and Denise, LOL. Um, She's like, we have a very long text thread. Denise goes, okay. Um, And Denise goes, I will also present text messages from Lisa Rinna. And I don't think either one of them wants me to present their text messages because that's the reality of their situation. Your text messages are private. I think we live in a society nowadays that people just screenshot texts and DMs and just pass those around. I've been in groups of people that happens all the time. It's like kind of is shitty, you know, and I've 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 done that in the past, you know, and it's just it's always, I think, just weird. So don't screenshot me, you guys. That's basically (laughs) Rina. Don't you screenshot me, yo. Um, okay, so this is like the 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 big moment. This is the big scene, you guys. This is like what we've all. This is the 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 culmination of the entire episode. of This is this scene. It's like when the two leads just show up for the final scene together, and you just like sparks are just going everywhere. Um. So what happens is that the, you know they they said all that stuff, and. Uh, she goes why would i engage with brandy and talk to her and she goes and or or lisa says I, I don't guys i don't know i i i i i really sloppily wrote that note but denise basically says i don't even want to say how i dealt with brandy or i don't even want to say how i dealt with it but it's been taken care of and rina goes you sent a cease and desist it's like very, it's like it's like chills. And then there's like a small pause. And she goes, you want the footage taken out. And Denise goes, who told you that? Another pause. Who told you that? And then a pause. The, it's, guys, this scene flies. This scene is so good because of the pauses. And Lisa goes, ooh, ooh. You're so angry. And then Denise goes, you're playing dirty. I'm playing dirty, you know, they're like, I'm playing dirty, I'm play- you're playing dirty, I'm playing dirty, and then Denise goes, there's a lot of combos I don't want to have with our kids, thank God I have a strong marriage, and then Rinna, in a talking, said, says, I'm not going to change the way I feel, and neither is she, but it's like, Rinna, you realize this has nothing to do with you, <laughs> like, Denise could, you know, it's like, Also, wouldn't you want the footage taken out if you were this person and you didn't want this sex storyline in there? You would do what it takes to not have that in there. You know what I'm saying? Like now this is always a footnote in the Denise Richards story. You know, it's already Charlie Sheen's there. And now this is another footnote. And please like that, that think about the reality of that. Like Rena, what do you got? You got like some acting and you got dancing on Instagram. You know, she hasn't really been involved in lots of things. So she's trying to make herself legendary. But Denise, you know, it's hard. So I don't know. I kind of understand where Denise is coming from on this. But I just find it funny that Rena's really put herself in the driver's seat in this situation. Um, so all of a sudden, that's the end of that scene. And Rena goes, listen, if you... I'm here for you if you want me to be. And Denise says, I'm here too. It's hysterical. Like they, they end like kind of friendly, which is great. I'm kind of excited for next season for that. If both of them come back. Uh, now we're at a private airfield. We find out that Sutton has rented a private plane for to go over and see Erica Jane on Broadway in Chicago and Teddy. they're like, well, you know, we got to do this. We got a pregnant. We got a pregnant, boring. We got a boring, pregnant lady with us. And uh, Garcelle didn't come. Denise didn't come. And Lisa goes, who doesn't want to be here on a private jet to go see Erica Jane in Chicago? If not, you have to work on your life. Renna, stop telling people how they are and who they are and what they need to be and how their life is. Just worry about Lisa Renna. Like, literally, like next season, I would love for the be like or the entitled card to be like, Renna's going to literally shut the fuck up and learn how to live her own life and not just suck off other people's lives. It's just so weird. And even like this her storyline's her daughters. Like, give give me a break. Let's what what's going on with you, Lisa? I'm getting this sense that Lisa doesn't have a lot of close actual friends. Do you notice know we don't see we see her mom and her daughter and like we don't we don't see Rena's close friends, you know? I don't know. Just keep that in mind. They go to see Erica Jane on Broadway. It's it's just it's a really nice moment. I love that. I love I really am happy for Erica Jane steven faces by bravo on part one said this really could be the wrap-up moment for erica jane because erica jane's like what other great thing or am i gonna do next and this really could be the end for her on this show which i think would be a really really amazing ending for her she made it to broadway guys that's huge you gotta understand i come from an acting background that really is huge that's the pinnacle for a lot of actors it really really is i'm not even it's just really amazing so we see all the summations of everybody you know of course with erica jane uh the pandemic hit. So they had to close Chicago early. She came back to be with Tom Garcelle goes, I would say to that little girl living in Haiti, don't be scared. There's an invisible net beneath me. Uh, we see her and her sons at the black lives matter protest, which I thought was very powerful. I love that. They threw that in there. Teddy goes by being a straight shooter. I have lifelong friendships like me or don't. This is who I am. Okay. I don't like you. You're so boring. Um, they show Kyle and Teddy walking in the Hills. Uh, Kyle is walking 10 feet behind Teddy because they're social distancing, but I think she just doesn't want to be seen with Teddy because, like I said, Teddy's boring. Uh, Kyle says, the pandemic really changes your thinking, and then we just see like Kyle doing a TikTok dance. (laughs) We see Denise cutting artichokes. Uh, She says, you can be the wild thing and a protective mom at the same time. And this is what I want to say is that I'm not necessarily team Denise. I don't find Denise that exciting. Like, but I just didn't I just really didn't like Rina, you know? And then of course we see Rinna dancing with a broom for Instagram. And she's like, wouldn't we all love to sweep it under the rug? But I'm a truth seeker. I couldn't listen to that voice. This reminds me such of Chris, Kristen Doty when she used she's like, I I, I just seek out the truth. It I it, I need I need it. And at the very end we see Dorit... Um, who is actually wearing the crown that we saw her wear in Italy. And Denise goes, uh, Dorit goes, I'm okay being on an island on my own. And she goes, I think this is a group of ladies that are able to look past a disagreement and move forward all, always holding out hope. And shows uh, Dorit with her kids and stuff like that. And I thought Dorit, Dorit really had an amazing season. I was so proud of Dorit. So you guys, that is the recap of this i hope that gets you pumped up like i said these recaps are like um tailgating they're tailgating for the next episode with this so i hope this i hope you get to listen to this today and it brings you into tonight's real housewives of beverly hills reunion part one we got two and we'll be recapping that next week so you guys um if you're a patreon subscriber Go switch on over to Patreon, girl. Guy, get on over there cuz you got a lot more. You got recaps of uh Below Deck Med, Real Housewives of Potomac and Real Housewives of New York. If you're not a Patreon member, show sad. That's shared. If you're not a Patreon member, it's it's fine, you guys. There's tons, like I said. There's like we got over like a 250 hours of content uh already here for free on iTunes. Um, so go back and listen to past episodes. They're not uh, usually that time specific. So you guys, thank you for listening to part two. Patreon members, thank you even more. Go check uh, all those recaps out. And you guys, we will see you next week. Next week's episode is already so insane. Also, I want to remind you, the prostitution whore has the whore store company, um, and she she does these amazing phone cases, hats, and if you shop with the code, so bad it's good ten. You get 10% off of your order. That is so cool. I'm so, I geek out on stuff like that. That is so cool. So thank you, the prostitution whore, my favorite name on the internet, uh, my favorite name on Instagram. And you guys, I love you. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Betches.